Welcome into the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the College Football Experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for jumping in tonight. This is at FF Bourbon Dude on Twitter here with you with the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. And look, we're bringing you a ton of content this week. We're going every night. We're going hard to help you during the prime of your draft season during fantasy football. So last night, you saw us come out with a mock draft, a couple mock drafts, a 12-team and a 14-team at the seven spot. Tonight, we're going to go from the 12 spot, talking about the turn, a little bit different strategy that we're going to be talking about there. We are, of course, I'm the bourbon dude. I can't be doing this without any bourbon. And because I'm going stag, just like I did to my junior prom, I'm going to be sipping on a little bit of Stag Jr. tonight. So, hey, if any of you are the bourbon fans out there, hit me up on, on Twitter. Hit me up in the, the YouTube comments. Let me know what you're sipping on tonight. It is it is Saturday night after, after all, right? All right, so without further ado, I don't want to waste y'all's time. We're going to get right in to this sleeper draft. Again, we're going to be utilizing the sleeper platform, picking from the 12. So what we're going to do real quick is just kind of go over some settings for y'all. You can see it's obviously a snake draft PPR 12 team from the 12 spot. We're going to change it to no limit. That way, you know, if we get, as we get comments, we can answer people in, so on and so forth. From a roster perspective, this is a standard, pretty standard league. One QB, not super flex. Two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and two flex. Hey, look, I roll without kickers. I roll without defenses. If you disagree with me, again, throw it in the comments, and we can talk about it. But I'm not doing kickers and defenses because I don't really want to get into that kind of conversation tonight. And then we're going to go six bench spots. So let's let's get right into it. We're going to talk about this as we go through. Let's start this draft and see what happens. Obviously, we got to imagine that there's going to be a ton. And why is it not going? Let's take a look at this real quick. What do we got going on? No limit update. Sorry about this, everybody. Let's see if it goes now. All right. So it's looking like we got Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris. Cooper Cup, first wide receiver off the board at the 106, followed up by Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Travis Kelsey, Stephon Diggs, and finally at pick 11, Jamar Chase. Oh, I thought we were going to get lucky at that 112, getting a stud in Jamar Chase. And this is pretty standard for your one QB league. You're looking at a slew of running backs. And then really, I've, I've seen Chase fall into that second round. You can really get him at the turn here. So now we're looking at, all right, what do we want to do? We've got some running backs available. Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Javonta Williams, right? A pretty big tier of running backs there. You can look at the wide receiver position, Devontae Adams, C.D. Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, and A.J. Brown. I'm not really looking at a tight end here. You do have some studs there in Kyle Pitts and Mark Andrews, but I'm going to wait a little bit. I, I like some of these later round tight ends. And for me right now, I've always been one to take those guys 
that you can get some value in and plug and play, right? Especially in a 12-team pre-standard league. It's not tight end premium. I'm not looking to really add much right there. So I'm going to go with a guy that I believe has pretty high upside. He doesn't have a lot of challenge in the backfield. And this is a guy that I absolutely loved coming into last season. He was marked, I had him marked as a running back that could potentially lead the league in touches by the, at the running back position. And I was so close. He came in at the number three spot in total touches. And that's Joe Mixon, a guy that we're looking at the Cincinnati Bengals and the additions to the offensive line. The fact that this team is just slaying it on the offensive side of the ball. So to me, you got to look at the running back position here on this turn because we got 22 more picks that we got to look before it comes back to us. So you got to at least come out of this with one running back at a minimum out of here. I like the wide receivers coming out, you know, in the third, fourth, fifth round. So I think I'm actually going to go with the running back position here back to back. It's a little bit of a mix here for me, right? Now, when you think about picking at the 12, it's a little bit different. You can't necessarily just look at value. And the reason I say that is, again, you're 22 picks apart. You go back to back, you got to wait 22 picks before you get your next round. So you need to be willing to go out and get your guy. Go out there, get a guy that you think has the upside. You don't want to try to play the ADP game at a turn, whether that be at number one or whether that be at the number 12 spot. So I'm going to go with my man, DeAndre Swift, a guy that I think has legitimate RB1 overall upside. It's just It just makes sense to me. It's easy. It's pretty standard. Uh, you saw him produce last season with the Detroit Lions. When healthy, that's the biggest That's the biggest question mark for him right now. So, all right, let's get into through the second round here. All right, why? I'm sorry again. I'm not sure why we are not auto-picking right now. Um, let's see here. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry, peeps. I'm not sure what's going on here, but we're gonna we're just gonna let this 10 seconds time up and kind of see what happens as it goes here. Oh, what an epic disaster this is. And in the meantime, I'm gonna pour me a glass of bourbon because this is quite embarrassing. Like I've never done this before, and I've literally never had this problem before at all with this mock draft tool. It's absolutely crazy to me that I'm running into this issue. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna change up here. I'm gonna change up here. We're gonna go to Fancy Pros because I know we're not gonna have an issue with that. That's another one that that this is what we used the other night um, as far as our mock drafting for uh, for our our uh, pod last night. So let's let's get this squared away for us. All right. Draft simulator. We're going to go. We just want standard PPR snake. We want 12 teams drafting at the turn in the 12th. Uh, one QB, two running back. We're going to go three wide receivers, a tight end. We want two flexes. We don't want a kicker. We don't want a defense. And we're just going to go five bench spots. We're going to try to speed it up just a little bit. We will leave all the ADPs on there as normal. Uh, and we'll leave the values on there. All right, let's get on with it already. All right, so let me get the right screen up here. We're going to share our screen. So let's see here. We're going to share screen. Yep, we're going to edge tab, mock simulator. All right. All right. Let's see what we got here. All right. So let's look at this draft board. We're starting all over again. So very similar, right? We, we got a little bit of a run on your running backs, more so than we saw before. So we got Jonathan Taylor, CMC, followed up by Austin Eckler, Justin Jefferson, Derrick Henry, Cooper Cup, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, Saquon Barkley, and Joe Mixon. All right. So we're in a little bit of a different situation here. We've got 
the top tight end on the board and in, in, in Travis Kelsey that we expect to see just monster volume in in that offense with the turnover at the wide receiver position, losing MVS, losing Tyreek Hill, and bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster and Sky Moore. Uh, but I, again, like I said earlier, I'm the kind of guy that likes to wait on the tight end position. So I'm going to hold off here. And I'm actually going to go with who my 201 pick was in the last one before we had an issue. And I'm going with DeAndre Swift running back for the Detroit Lions. Look, this is a guy, again, I believe has the RB1 overall upside. It's just a guy that has uh, smashing capabilities. This guy has great hands. He's got touchdown upside. He's got reception upside. He can very much give you an Alvin Kamara-esque type season with even more rushing capability between the tackles, which excites me about DeAndre Swift overall here. And I'm sticking with my strategy at the turn right now in picks one and two, get two running backs. And then we'll look at what we are looking, you know, what the situation is in the third and the fourth round and couple that with some wide receiver picks to follow that up because this is a three wide receiver league. So we're looking at from a running back perspective, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Javonta Williams, Nick Chubb, James Conner. James Conner definitely is not on the list for me, especially right here. It's a guy that scored way too many touchdowns and had way too much efficiency on about a 3.7 yards per carry type of uh, volume and type of efficiency. So that's a guy that's almost on my do not draft list unless it's just absolutely ridiculous value. And I'm looking at him in the fifth or sixth round or something crazy like that. So I'm going to go with a guy that I think, again, is going to get a huge amount of work. And we're hearing all of those good things. We're again, a solid offense with the addition of Russell Wilson. And that's going to be Javante Williams running back for the Denver Broncos. This is a dude I was super high on coming out of the draft last season. And I just think it's a smash play here. Yes, I know they they brought back Melvin Gordon, but look, they let Melvin Gordon walk. They let Melvin Gordon walk because they believed in what they had in Javante Williams. And I believe this dude is going to smash. I don't think that Melvin Gordon is going to be anywhere near the 50-50 split that they had. And even with that 50-50 split, Javante Williams had over 250 looks. He had over 200 carries, and I, I want to say it was like 49 targets, right? So this is a this is a guy that's still going to get great volume, and we got to expect it to increase a little bit. And to come off the board at the RB, it looks like 3, 6, 9, 10, I'm okay with that because there's some upside and some space in there for him as well. All right, now look, this is a, a pretty good spot, I feel like, for us because there were a slew of wide receivers that came off the board out of the next 22 picks. We had two, four, six, eight, 10, 12 quarterbacks or 12 wide receivers come off. We had a couple tight ends. We had the first quarterback at 309, which seems absolutely crazy to me. But if you look at what that guy's doing, he's just playing that zero RB game. Let me get the best quarterback. Let me get the best tight end. Let me get the be one of the better wide receivers under that young free and singletary line there. This is a very interesting strategy at the 109. And if you want and like some of those later round running backs, that's not a bad way to go about it. But I'm still not looking at tight end. I'm still not looking at the quarterback position just yet here. So let's think about the running backs that we've got. We've got Brees Hall, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbs, A.J. Dillon, Elijah Mitchell and Josh Jacobs. That's a pretty clear tier to me. I would actually probably move uh, A.J. Dillon down into that next tier. He's not in this tier with me with Brees Hall, David Montgomery, and these guys. Um, so that I just don't think the volume is necessarily going to be there for him. I think Aaron Jones is going to be an absolute smash this season with the loss of Devontae Adams and the targets that he's going to he's going to get out of that system. Now, for the wide receiver position, we're looking at Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddle, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Cook. So I'm, my tier is a little bit different here. I've got Jalen Waddle down. I've got Cortland Sutton up. Uh, and Deontay Johnson is right in there as well. So I'm looking at a guy here who has, again, that top five upside. And it, I'm drafting with my heart here. I really am. Another guy that I wrote an article for last season talking about, you guys need to pay attention to this guy, and that is Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers, tied to an absolute stud of a quarterback. And to get the number one there at 3, 6, 9, 12, 
our, it looks like wide receiver 14. If you think about it, before he hurt his knee in week five, this dude was ahead of Cooper Cup in production last season. He was the number one overall receiver until he got hurt in week five and missed the remainder of that week. And I'm, I get it, it was a small sample size, but we've seen Mike Williams do everything. We've seen him have a season with double-digit touchdowns. We've seen him have a season over a 1,000 yards. And up until last year, we didn't see him really put both of those games together. Now, that injury really derailed the hot start that he was in, but I expect him to come back healthy, and I expect him to be an absolute monster. Justin, I agree. I agree Mike Williams is an absolute stud. And it is funny to me that Keenan Allen is actually going – damn near a full round ahead of him right now. It is interesting to me. I would prefer Mike Williams over Keenan Allen, even in a one-to-one. If they were available at the same spot, I would still want Mike Williams over Keenan Allen. I just think the upside is through the roof for Mike Williams. So let's get on to the 401. Again, I'm I'm thinking we're looking at wide receiver here. I'm not a huge fan of the running backs that are available here. Brees Hall and the loss of Mekhi Becton, the loss of Zach Wilson. I worry about what his usage is going to be. I'm not just going to forget about Michael Carter right now. I cannot do that. It just doesn't make sense to me that people are just discounting him to the amount that they are right now. Uh, David Montgomery, I struggle. I see the Bears crushing it right now. I get it. Justin Fields is looking good. He's got three touchdowns on my poor Cleveland Browns. It's not going well for us right now. Uh, Jacoby Brissett does not look good, uh, but I just I just don't know that I can get behind that offense a whole lot. I understand they're going to be down a lot. I just don't know if David Montgomery is going to get the volume that you need for that to be worth this high of a draft pick right now. So now I'm thinking, okay, Cam Akers, do I want to assume the risk of Cam Akers and the injury coming off that Achilles, how bad he looked in the playoffs and at the end of the season? I just don't think I want to accept that amount of risk right now uh, at the 401. So now I'm looking at guys like J.K. Dobbins, A.J. Dillon, but you know what? I'm going with another guy that I've got fond in my heart that I'm a little bit higher on than others. Bruni, I know you like this guy too, and it's going to be Elijah Mitchell running back for the San Francisco 49ers. And the big reason here is, again, I talked about this a little bit earlier. This is a a situation at the 12. You need to be willing to just go get your guy because you're not going to be able to just wait and play the ADP game like you would at the four or the 10 spot. You've got to take the guy that you want here because, again, 22 picks in between. So I'm I'm doing a little bit of a reach And I'm going to be happy with DeAndre Swift, Devontae Williams, and Elijah Mitchell in my running back room. And then I'll address that wide receiver position in the later rounds. Look, getting getting a little parched. Getting a little parched. I talked about it a little bit earlier. I got the stag, Junior, because I'm rolling solo tonight. I'm rolling stag, like I said, just like in my junior prom. Uh, So let's, let's take a little sip and see what we think about. This is this is a, a a powerful bourbon, if I may say so myself. Beautiful, hundred and thirty one proof. You can't ask for anything tastier, anything more caramel, anything more burning in that throat. That sensation that Stag Junior gives you is absolutely phenomenal. Look, this is a Buffalo Trace product. It is super hard to get a hold of. Uh, I managed to find it in New York while I was on vacation up there with uh, with my folks uh, because my my uh, in-laws live up there. It is a beautiful pour. You can find it for about 60 bucks if you're lucky. Uh, but secondary market prices are outrageous right now. And, uh, you know, if you're on if you're on YouTube and you see and you're into bourbon, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. But you got to be ready for the bite on this because 130 proof and you get hit with every single bit of it. But in order to do that, you got to have money. In order to have money, you have to pay the bills. And to pay the bills, you got to have sponsors. So let's get into our sponsors just real quick. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet's reduced juice in baseball games, and it makes them the best place to bet in the MLB. 
Plus, WinBet Casino is also open for 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Win also just released their first QB with five TDs prop bet. So get in there on those. Uh, I want to say the Thursday night game is Kansas City and, and L.A., so Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes, who, who you taking there? There is so much to choose from. All you have to do is have a, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where you play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, it's getting close to that time of the season. Everybody's wanting to put some bets in. Over-unders, player props, all those things. And if you're like me, you go from one one sports book to another sports book trying to fit the find the best odds. But guess what? No more. Just go to Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place where you can compare the odds from all your major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from those sports books to make sure you get the best deal available. The app also provides beautiful things like player statistics, your key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, but Bet trackers. It's got a bet tracker so that you can keep track of all your records and all the statistics and how good you are doing and all your betting activity. So make sure you go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right. Look, everybody has work pools that they do, right? Survivor series, all those different things. You've got papers you got to keep track of. It just gets crazy. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Now you go to Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em to Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gambling with all the customizable features so that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to invite you to hop in now and reserve your spot to win $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate to our SGPN store. Buy your nice little SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast t-shirt, a hat, all kinds of goodies, right? Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Again, that's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Whew, man, I miss having a co-host right now. Reading all that stuff by myself, it's it's getting winding. I, I'm parched again. Hang on, hang on. What, Stag Jr., a little coat to throat a little bit. Let's get ready for this fifth and sixth round turn right now. We saw a huge run on the wide receiver position here, going from Jalen Waddle all the way down to Amari Cooper and everybody in between. This is where you start to get curious. Now you say, look, I got some value that fell down to me in the back end of the fifth round in a Josh Jacobs or an A.J. Dillon. Do I take that value or do I turn around and maybe take some of these, these wide receivers We've got Mike Williams. We've got some high upside, but we got some injury risk too, right? Mike Williams historically goes down very hard. Doesn't really know how to get tackled. Doesn't know how to not put it all on the field, which is why I love the guy so much. So for me right now, again, I'm looking at the wide receiver that I believe is going to give me a little bit of a floor now. I, I know that sounds crazy, but hear me out. Right, We've got a little bit of risk with our team right now. Mike Williams, we talked about injury risk. Elijah Mitchell, a little bit of risk because of the Trey Lance factor. Are the touchdowns going to be there for Elijah Mitchell? Is he going to come back as healthy as we want him to be? Because we've seen him miss most of the preseason and a lot of training camp. So, so you need a solid floor here. So for me, you're looking, Michael Thomas, there's a lot of risk there. Now that injury popped back up. It's not a guy I want as my wide receiver too on a team that I've already got a little bit of risk to. Jerry Judy, risk, yes. Volume, Russell Wilson, I like a lot. I do wonder whether or not I want to pair him with a Javante Williams because a quarterback that I'm targeting later on would be a Russell Wilson in those later rounds. 
And I just don't know that I want to have all three of them on the squad with me at once. So when you think through this, okay, volume, we're looking at guys like Hunter Renfro. We know he's going to, he's a lock for 100 targets. So what do you want to do with that? For me, you look at that, you say, that's a pretty safe floor. But do you really want Hunter Renfro as your wide receiver too? In a in a twelve team league, I just don't know if I want to get to that. Gabe Davis is the other guy that I'm looking at here. So Gabe Davis walking into a beautiful situation in Buffalo. All the hype. We loved what we saw in the postseason last year. This is a guy I had as my wide receiver four coming out of that draft class in 2020. Um, so this is a guy I was I've been high on for a little while now. Typically, I would tell you during camp, camp reports, you're getting all these hype videos and beat reporters talking about how this guy is just lighting the world on fire. Here's the issue, though. Don't buy into that all the time. But what I would say is in this case, it might be a little bit different because we saw what Gabe Davis could do. We see him walking in to a bunch of targets. We see him on a high-flying offense. We've seen him with touchdown upside. So now... For me, those camp reports, it's not hype anymore. It's validating what I've already seen on the field. So, Jerry Judy, Gabe Davis. Jerry Judy, Gabe Davis. I'm going to go with Gabe Davis. I know that probably sounds crazy, but I think the floor is absolutely there for him. We know what that Buffalo Bills offense is, and we know it's safe. So, Gabe Davis is the pick at the 512. Now, I'm going to look at the 601. Okay. We've seen some quarterbacks come off the board, so I think it's at least worth talking about. Best ball leagues, for instance. I've been last year, I did really well in best ball. I ended up taking my quarterback, my first quarterback, in the fourth round. Here we are in the sixth, and we've got a guy that I believe is the QB2 overall right now in Justin Herbert. There's a world where he's number one overall. This guy could throw for well over 5,000 yards, 40-plus touchdowns, low interceptions. He could be an absolute smash this season. So I'm actually going to pivot a little bit here because I expect there to be a little bit of a run on quarterbacks. Those three rushing quarterbacks most likely are going to be gone by the time it gets back to us at the 7-12. So you're looking at Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts being gone. Now you're looking at that lower tier. Sorry. You're looking at that lower tier of quarterbacks then at that point. So I'm actually going to take our first quarterback, quite possibly our only quarterback until we get late in the draft. And that's going to be Justin Herbert to pair with our man Mike Williams here at the 601 quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. All right. Again, I expect to see a little bit of a run on quarterbacks in here somewhere as we as it gets back to us. Look at all those wide receivers, though. Look at all those wide receivers. And what did I tell you? I took Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. I thought it'd be Kyler Murray. Uh, hindsight's a little 2020, though, right? I may have, if I'd have known Kyler Murray was going to be there at 7-12, I probably would have taken Jerry Judy. And tripled up on our on our uh, our wide receivers. There ended up with Swift, Javante Williams, Mike Williams, Elijah Mitchell, Gabe Davis, and Jerry Judy, and then gotten Kyler Murray later on at seven twelve. But you know, you live and learn. You live and learn. You got to you got to you know roll with the punches. We'll say roll with the punches. Uh, all right, so let's see who we got available. We got CEH, Kareem Hunt, Miles Sanders, Damian Harris, Rashad Penny, Ramondre Stevenson. And for me, there's a huge tier break there after that. I, you know, there's a tier break right here between Ramondre Stevenson, Cordero Patterson, Devin Singletary, Damian Pierce, Melvin Gordon. Uh, and I'd actually probably move James Cook up into that, that group a little bit. So there's a, a my, my rankings, my tiers are a little bit different than what we're seeing in the ECR right now, which, I, you know, you would expect if you do your own rankings and whatnot. Uh, all right, the wide receivers we're looking at, Kadarius Toney, Chase Claypool, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, Tyler Boyd, Jacoby Myers, Garrett Wilson, Russell Gage, Sky Moore, and I'd stop right about there. It's a tear break there for me after Sky Moore, looking at Rondale Moore, MVS, George Pickens, Devontae Parker. There's, there's the tear break for me in that wide receiver position. Now, the other thing to think about is that tight end spot. Now, we've, we're starting to get a little lower in the tight ends. Starting to get a little lower. So here's where you got to make a little bit of a decision on the turn. If you don't take a tight end here, there's a chance you have to totally punt the position. But pay attention to the draft board. You have seven teams out of the 12 or the other 11 that already have 
tight ends. Okay, out of the tight ends available on the board, do I see a ton of difference between Goddard, Komet, and Fryermuth? Probably not. Not for me anyway. Those guys are in a tier together for me. Zach Ertz, however, is a little bit of a tier above. I believe his touchdown upside is a little bit more. He's going to get peppered with targets those first six weeks while DeAndre Hopkins is out. But I think I'm okay waiting on the tight end position. At best, we're going to see four tight ends come off the board, and we're going to get stuck with a Dawson Knox, Hunter Henry, Mike Gesicki. I don't like, but I think I'm going to take a chance there. I'm going to take a chance that not all four of these teams that don't have a tight end are going to take one, and one of those four guys falls to us at the 9-12 spot. So let's get back to the wide receivers or the running backs. Wide receivers, this doesn't – this do, I don't like this spot here. Kadarius Tony, a lot of unknown. Chase Claypool, a lot of unknown, some upside. Traylon Burks, rookie. Just don't want to go. I'm not a big rookie guy in redraft. I struggle reaching for those guys. So same thing with Chris Olave. I, I just don't feel right reaching for him or Garrett Wilson here on teams that really have other options, right? Chris Olave, you're looking at him fighting with Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Uh, that's not a great place to be in. Traylon Burks, Robert Woods coming off an ACL. There's not really much else there, but. Everything that we've heard about Traylon Burks, everything that we've seen about Traylon Burks right now has not necessarily been great. So I'm, I'm going to hold off on Traylon Burks as well. So now I'm looking at a little bit of veteran upside. So am I looking at a Tyler Boyd, the wide receiver three for the Cincinnati Bengals, but we know he's going to get some targets. He's going to have some boomer bust weeks. Or do I go Jacoby Myers? Do I go Jacoby Myers there? I'm not a big believer in the New England Patriots right now. I just don't think the volume is going to be there to support Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson and what that team is looking to kind of do. I just don't think the volume is great enough to warrant him as my wide receiver three in a, in a league where you need three wide receivers. You have to start three. So, I'm going back to the running back position here, and I know it seems crazy because you only have to start two, but you do have a couple flexes. And I'm going with my man, my homer pick, Kareem Hunt at the 7-12. Now, hear me out. Hear me out here. Cleveland is going to be in some shit for the first 11 weeks of the season when Deshaun Watson is there. Jacoby Brissett is a game manager. Jacoby Brissett is not going to be a guy that just runs away in a game with a huge lead. They're going to need to throw the ball some. And I just don't trust Donovan Peoples-Jones. I just don't trust uh, Anthony Schwartz or David Bell, a rookie yet. I don't know that David Njoku is the answer. So I'm going with old trusty out of the backfield, Kareem Hunt. Look, this guy, when he's on the field, he's top 15. He's top 15, and we're getting him, what, at 20, 25 right now, 26 right now? That's absolutely crazy. That is his floor, barring any injury. So I, I've got to go with Kareem Hunt here to shore up our flex spot. So now we're in a situation where we got to look at the wide receiver position, in my opinion. Now, I talked about it earlier. I'm going to talk about it again. Don't be afraid at the turn to reach for a guy that you like. Don't be afraid. 22 picks. That's all I got to say, right? You got to be willing to take your shot if you're going to hit at the 12 spot on that turn. And I'm going with Sky Moore, rookie for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you say, Brad, you literally just talked about how you don't want to draft rookies. You literally just said that like five minutes ago. And I don't disagree. What I believe right now, though, when you think about Chris Olave, there's target competition. When you think about Traylon Burks, there's been no good reports, and he's not tied to an elite quarterback. He is tied to a system that is going to run, run, run. So the volume is going to be limited for Traylon Burks. Sky Moore, however, is playing with an elite quarterback. He's playing on a team that wants to throw the ball. He's playing on a team that just lost their number one target in Tyreek Hill. And all they did was bring in Juju Smith-Schuster on a one-year deal and then go and draft Sky Moore in the NFL draft. So it, it makes sense to me that this guy's going to walk in 
to some volume. And you say, Brad, they gave MVS a three-year, $30 million contract. While I 100% agree, if you look at that contract, MVS is only making $2.5 million this year. And then he's cuttable next season because they save money if they don't keep him on the roster. So for me, I'm looking at MVS is, is a, an afterthought to me. Sky Moore is going to walk into that room and he's going to be the wide receiver two, if not the wide receiver one over Juju Smith-Schuster. All right, let's get back to paying our bills. We'll be back right after the, a word with these sponsors. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I use it for all of mine. Hell, we tried to do a mock draft with it, and it just didn't go well at the very beginning of this show. They just passed over 4 million users, and now you can win even more on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First of all, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from double to 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into your fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies contest and we can play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy all my friends' picks with a tap of a button. And it's insanely fun to ride out those games together and win together. So stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app right now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends, and who knows, maybe you'll make a little bit of money too. So on your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Again, that's sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Look, it's the weekend. Everybody gets up in the weekend. They're like, oh, man, I had a real busy week. I'm tired. I'm sleeping off. What do you do? You go grab a cup of coffee. And it's your cup of coffee. It's a coffee that you've tasted for how many years and you're just tried and true. And you don't want to try anything else because you know what? What? How many are you going to try? 50, 100, 200 before you figure out the one that you want. But look, Trade Coffee connects you as the customer to the freshest and best tasting coffee that's ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. And these craft roasters are independent businesses from both, both big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters and often being the largest source of new growth for them. So look, this is these guys taste all the coffee and it's a bunch of experts. So you fill out a form, you taste it, you kind of figure out what you let them know what you like. And the trade coffee team taste tests thousands of coffees. Make sure they find the perfect one for you, the perfect one for you. And they use a human powered algorithm to find it. So whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know when coffee tastes really damn good, trades real coffee experts personally taste over 450 roasts. So they know exactly which one to recommend to you. So right now, Trade is offering a new subscriber a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking your quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let Trade find a coffee that you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. All right, here we are coming back in the ninth round at the 9-12. We saw guys like CEH come off the board. Questionable, right? Does he get the volume that we all hoped and thought he was going to get when he got drafted in the first round by the Kansas City Chiefs? I just don't see it. Followed up by De some other questionable guys, some back, some splitting backfield guys, Damian Harris, Rashad Penny, Devin Singletary, Miles Sanders, Cordero Patterson, Damian Pierce, and Ramon Dre Stevenson from the running back position. And this is perfect for me. This makes me pretty happy because – you're looking at some of the running backs that came down. And at this point, you're really looking for that PPR upside. This is a PPR league. We talked about scoring settings coming into it. So guys like James Cook, guys like Michael Carter, Naeem Hines, those are guys that are going to get some target volume that had we gone a different route, maybe not gone with Justin Herbert at 601 and gone Jerry Judy, and we'd be in a different place with our wide receivers, I would probably be looking at going with a running back here, but I think we're just in a little bit different spot. 
So let's take a look at the wide receivers that we have available here and talk through this a little bit. We're still looking at Jacoby Myers, Michael Gallup, Kenny Galladay, Jahan Dotson, Rondell Moore, George Pickens, a slew of guys that you're like, okay, now we're really into the nitty gritty of you take, you take your, you take who you want. This is where you do a little bit of your reach. And look, CEH, I agree, Justin J. Mark. This is a guy that I saw go 101 over Jonathan Taylor. I saw him go 101 over some of those quarterbacks. It blew my mind the fact that people were willing to reach at the 101 for a running back who was the fifth or sixth best running back out of that class just because he went to an offense. And I think it's a lesson that sometimes you need to pay attention to talent and not just situation. Talent is always going to trump out in that case. So yeah, CEA is going to be, I think if you've got CEH in a dynasty league, you need to be looking to move this guy right now. He, he should He should not be on your team. You need to take whatever value you can get out of him right now because it's it's not going to be good looking, you know, at the, at the offseason next season. So, all right, so wide receiver position. Again, now you're reaching. Now I'm thinking, okay, do, do you want to go Michael Gallup, who avoided the pup? Do you want to give that a shot? Do you read into the hype of George Pickens with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Look, I'm kind of staying away from anybody not named Deontay Johnson or Najee Harris from the Pittsburgh Steelers because I just don't know that I trust Mitch Trubisky. Now, I'm making an assumption that Trubisky is going to be the starter here, uh, even though George, um, uh, Kenny Pickett has been playing lights out in the preseason and they've been talking a lot about him to the point to where they're comfortable moving on from Mason Rudolph that we heard about him being on the trade block. I just don't know that that offense is going to be able to support multiple wide receivers and Najee Harris's volume. And I do believe Najee Harris still sees an absolute ton of volume between 300 to 350 total touches overall. I don't think he's going to be at that 400 number like he was last season, but he's going to be between three and 350 touches in total. But look, there's a guy here that I am high on. And let me let me work through this a little bit, Leo. So the Detroit Lions are in a situation where their defense is bad and they're going to be down, right? Which is why I really liked our DeAndre Swift pick at that 112. Right. He's he's a target machine from the backfield. He's a guy who can do anything with those targets. And I think he can see upwards of 70 plus targets this season. But look, they drafted Jamison Williams. It's likely he's not going to play this season. So they need a deep threat. They need a deep threat. And they've got a guy named DJ Shark that we've been excited about before. We've been very excited about DJ Shark after his sophomore season in Jacksonville. But hear me out. You say, Brad, we saw Jared Goff play last season. We saw Jared Goff be awful. We saw him not throw down the field. Okay, I don't disagree with that. Well, who would he have thrown downfield to? I'm on Ross St. Brown. That's not his game. Quintez Cephas? Khalil Herbert? Like, these guys aren't down the field guys, right? Now they bring in DJ Shark, who that's kind of his specialty. And if you look at Jared Goff, when he had receivers in L.A., this is a guy who wasn't afraid to throw the ball down the field. He was, in 2018 and 2019, when they had a run game, this is with, with Todd Gurley, 2019-2020, this is a guy who was top 10 in uh, uh, target, like dot or not dot uh, yards per completion. This is a guy who's throwing the ball down the field because he's got a running back that's pulling the, uh, you know, pulling the defense up there, playing play action, and the defense is biting. Well, now he's got a guy in DeAndre Swift that teams are going to have to pay attention to. And when they do that, they also now have to think about the deep game, which they didn't have to last season. So I really believe you're going to see Jared Goff start to throw the ball a little downfield. He's going to stretch the field a little bit more. And DJ Shark is going to be the benefactor there. We've seen it before. He's going to be good. I really do believe it. There's a lot of upside there. So I'm taking DJ Shark at the 912. Laugh at me if you want to. I don't care. I love DJ Shark. And I'm, I'm taking it to the grave with me. 
All right, so now we're at the 1001, and we've got a pretty balanced team right now. So let's take a look at what we got. Justin Herbert at the quarterback position, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Elijah Mitchell, Kareem Hunt at the running back position, Mike Williams, Gabe Davis, Sky Moore, and DJ Shark at the wide receiver position. And look at where we're at. We talked about the tight ends, and we said, look, worst case scenario, three of them come off the board. Only one came off the board, and that's Dallas Goddard. So we're looking at our pick of the litter between Zach Ertz, Cole Komet, Pat Fryermuth, Dawson Knox. Now, let me talk a little bit about Dawson Knox because he, he's off the board for me right now. His touchdown efficiency was through the roof last season, through the roof. It's not somebody that's going to get a ton of targets. I just don't buy the efficiency. And even with all those touchdowns, he was only the tight end 10. So I'm I, Dawson Knox is, is not under consideration for me right now. For those of you who are Buffalo fans or really bought into the Dawson Knox experience, look, he, he's good for what he is, but he's not somebody I want to have to play the game of touchdown or bust every week right now. Now, so that leaves Zach Ertz, Cole Komet, Pat Fryermuth. I think the target volume is going to be very close to the same. All three of these guys, I think, are looking at over 100 targets, which is what you want from your tight end. You want a tight end that's one that needs two things, over 100 targets and a top two target on his team. Top two. Zach Ertz checks both of those right now. Cole Komet checks both of those right now. Pat Fryermuth, I believe, probably checks both of those, but we really don't know what Matt Canada and that offense is going to look like with Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball, which we talked about earlier. So for me, Pat Fryermuth is also off. So now I'm looking at Cole Komet, who I've drafted a lot this season because I think the breakout is coming. I think the breakout's coming. I just saw him catch a 25-yard touchdown pass today. This guy is good. I'm And if Jay Mark is still watching, he's a Bears fan. I know he's probably jumping up and down about Cole Komet after that touchdown today. I just don't know if I can take him over Zach Ertz. We saw Zach Ertz produce significant numbers last in the second half of the season with DeAndre Hopkins on the field. Now DeAndre Hopkins is hurt at the beginning of the season. They brought in Marquise Brown. There's nobody else there. Rondell Moore, not great. Christian Kirk's out of town. I think the upside, we've seen Zach Ertz produce monster tight end seasons right now. I just can't go with my sleeper tight end right here. So I'm going to go with Zach Ertz tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. Sorry, Bears fans, but I got a lot of Cole Komet right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to diversify a little bit. I'm going to diversify a little bit and go with Zach Ertz. All right. Let me, let me coat the, coat the uh, vocal cords again. All right. Looks like we made the right move there. We saw a three tight end run right here before our 11-12 pick. Irv Smith, Pat Fryermuth, Dawson Knox. Cole Komet's still on the board. It's somewhat upsetting to me because uh, I probably would have rather, again, in hindsight, uh, taken a Jacoby Myers uh, or another wide receiver there. Probably not Jacoby Myers, but yeah, probably Jacoby Myers there and then turned around and gotten Cole Komet there at the 11-12. Like I said, Hindsight's 2020 though, and you gotta you, you can't really play that ADP game because you just don't know what's gonna happen. All right. So I'm still probably now we're we're looking at sleepers. Okay, who are the guys that we think could explode here? I'm not really there on any of these running backs. Darrell Henderson, Kenny Gainwell, JD McKissick, Cleo Herbert, Jabal Williams, Tyler Algier, Raheem Moster. These are guys that I think have some upside in the receiving game. Some of them have upside if the starters go down, right? So maybe you're thinking, oh, should we pull Jamal Williams in since we're the DeAndre Swift owner and DeAndre Swift constantly, you know, has, has been hurt over his NFL career up to this point. I am not a fan of drafting backups. Those backups can be on the waiver wire and I will drop all of my fab if it's an injury where I need that guy. Um, I'm not scared to do that. Um, I just, I'm not a fan of wasting a roster spot on a short bench on a guy that I'm hoping an injury happens for. Like it just doesn't, the logic just doesn't work with me. That's not the way I like to play. 
Um, I know some people like to draft other people's handcuffs, but I, I don't want a guy, like I said, I don't, I'm not wasting a short bench on a player that is only going to be valuable uh, if somebody gets hurt or I'm going to drop them after the first couple weeks because I need somebody. Excuse me. Now, reach time. And everybody's probably not going to like this, but I, I'm going to eat it up right here. Running back position again. I think there is some real league winning type upside here with a guy that I loved coming out of the draft this year. Absolutely loved coming out of the draft. And his team just showed the faith in him being the RB2. And that is going to be Zamir White running back for the Las Vegas Raiders. Look, Kenya Drake's out of town. We've seen Zamir White the whole preseason and he's done nothing but look great. And when I say great, it is clearly evident to me that he is the best running back on that team, even over Josh Jacobs. So I think this is a guy that could potentially be greater than 50% snap share on his team. He's got some receiving chops, and this dude is a stud. And look, yes, he's had knee injuries. He's had issues when he was at Georgia. But do you remember a very similar situation here? If I go back about four years, the same college. Running back comes out of Georgia, gets drafted. He's number two in the room. He's going late in drafts. He's behind Carlos Hyde, a guy that you know everybody liked in his heyday. And boom. Three weeks in, three or four weeks in, Nick Chubb comes to comes to town. Nick Chubb wins people leagues that season. He won me a league that season. I'm telling you, that is the kind of upside you're getting with Zamir White right now. He was slept on. He's still being slept on. Look at these guys that are going ahead of him that are in time. Cordero Patterson is going ahead. Like, what world does that make sense? Ramondre Stevenson, a backup. Brian Robinson in a three-headed monster, whatever the hell you want to call that. Kenneth Walker behind Rashad Penny. Melvin Gordon behind Javonta Williams. Michael Carter behind a first-round draft pick in Brees Hall. Just James Robinson behind a first-round draft pick in Travis Etienne. Zamir White behind a guy who they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. The writing is on the wall that he's out of town, and they get rid of Kenyon Drake. Like, it's just a smash to me to get a guy like Samir White at the 11-12. I'm way too excited about this right now, and I'm not really sure why. So let's move on to the 12-01. And again, this is a situation where I'm going with somebody that I think has some upside. Uh, he has upside. He could be the number one target on his team sometime during the season, and that is going to be wide receiver for the Houston Texans, Nico Collins. Look, Nico Collins has looked really good in the preseason. He looked good in stints last year, and now you got to think this guy was a five-star recruit going to Michigan. This is, a, this is a dude that was highly touted coming out of high school, and then where does he go but anywhere but a place that just kills offensive players? Michigan damn Wolverines, just destroying offensive minds and offensive skill position players before they come to the NFL. So I'm going Nico Collins in a situation where he could be the lead target dog on that team. They're going to be down all the time. They're going to be chucking the rock. Davis Mills looks legitimate. I like Nico Collins there. I love it. Now, let's take a break and move back to our sponsors. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college was not exactly the high point in our academic careers. Look, I took Spanish for three years. I couldn't tell you a lick of it other than maybe the alphabet and counting right now, right? I'm doing French right now with a company called Babbel. And thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that's sold to more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether traveling abroad or connecting in a deeper way with your family, or maybe you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. So check this out. My daughter asked me, she says, Dad, I'm going to take French. She's in eighth grade. She just started. I said, okay, hey, I got a... I got Babbel. Let's get Babbel. Let's let's learn French as a family. We did our first couple lessons yesterday and today. It's an absolute blast, and they're no more than 
15 minutes. And I'm telling you, those lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans. Babbel does not. It was created by over 100 language experts, and their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. So with Babbel, you can choose over 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, plus others. Plus, their speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. I'm telling you, French is unlike anything I've tried before. The, the pronunciation, the dictation is so different. I think that's the right term, dictation. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but it is so difficult, and Babbel helps you with that. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, hell, even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, the language for life. Now, we talked about betting a little bit earlier. You try to look at metrics. You try to figure out what the right way or what the right bets are to get you ahead. It's almost the start of the season. And if you're into sports betting like I am, you need the edge that we're talking about, which is why I highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. And let me tell you, it's the only sports app to trust because it's coming from the most trusted name in sports statistics. And that's the Elias Sports Bureau, which is the official statistician of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, which include the NFL, which we're talking about right now. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau research team. So take my advice, download the Elias Game Plan app today. The NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Find the Elias Game Plan in the App Store or the Play Store today. All right, let's finish this draft up here. We're right at 56 minutes. This is Perfect. We're in the 13th round. We've got our last two picks, and these are where you go for the moon. You go for the moon here. So let's take a look at our team real quick, kind of reground ourselves. Running back position, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Elijah Mitchell, Kareem Hunt, Zamir White. I love our running back room. I love it. We're safe. They're usually or typically the most injured position on your roster, so having depth is vitally vitally important and i love ours our wide receivers mike williams gabe davis sky moore dj shark and nico collins i'm not huge on it but i like it it's got some upside in gabe davis sky moore and dj shark we've got a guy that we hope comes into some target volume in nico collins and we've got a guy who i honestly believe could be the wide receiver one overall in mike williams this is a dude i think could lead the league in receiving yards it's I, I believe in him that much. It's no, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy that I believe in that guy that much. I hope he doesn't let me down because I'm excited for him. Our tight end, we've got Zach Ertz, and then Justin Herbert is our quarterback. So here you can think of a couple different things. You can say, okay, I like to go in and make sure my bye weeks are covered. So do we go in and draft a quarterback and a tight end? Look, nobody has two quarterbacks. Well, I take that back. It looks like one team's got two quarterbacks. Uh, that third, the multi-trasking. I like that. Trey Lance and Aaron Rodgers. I'm not necessarily one to look and go draft a quarterback again that's going to be sitting on my roster wasting space. Because look, there ain't nobody I'm starting over Justin Herbert. It ain't happening. Literally nobody. Josh Allen would be the only person I'd start over him, and he's not available. So I'm not taking a quarterback here. I'm gonna I'm gonna scour the waiver wire for a matchup that works two weeks in advance for Justin Herbert. So that's just a tip to keep in mind when you're looking at bye weeks and you're looking at the waiver wire, always try to be a couple weeks ahead because if you wait, people are, when you get later in the season, people are going to scat, are going to snipe you just to keep you from getting somebody. But on the other end, you want to get out ahead of that, that wave. You want to go get these guys before, right? Defenses, for instance, you want to get, if you're playing in a league with defense, you want to get that defense two weeks before that matchup because everybody's going to be trying to get them that week. So remember that, keep that in mind when you're looking at your waiver wire, try to be a week ahead if you can, if it's just a bye week kind of thing, right? All right, so I'm I'm passing up the quarterback position. Tight end, 
do I do I really need to go get a tight end? There's a good amount of guys that I can look at that are going to be fine. Cole Komet's still on the board for crying out loud. Hunter Henry, Albert O, David Njoku, Gerald Everett, who I like as a sleeper right now. Tyler Higby, kind of old reliable for the LA Rams, going to give you some production. There's enough guys here that are going to be on the waiver wire ready for your your bye week with with Zachary. So I'm also not looking at the tight end position. So that leaves us running back and wide receiver. So let's see who we got for the wide receiver position. Josh Palmer, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, KJ Osborne, Nicole Hardman, Marvin Jones, Van Jefferson, Jameson Crowder, so on and so forth. And you go all the way down that list because now is where you want to take your shot. And look, my shot is actually kind of high on this list. So earlier on, where's where is this guy? So, okay, so in the sixth round at the 609, we saw a guy by the name of Adam Thielen go, who is currently the wide receiver two for the Minnesota Vikings. If you follow Adam Thielen the last couple seasons, he has not been the most healthy wide receiver. Uh, he is 31 years old, uh, and he gives you boomer bust weeks really at this point. He, he's very much a Mike Evans type of production now. He gives you a blow-up week or he doesn't. If he doesn't score a touchdown, he doesn't do much for you. But when he scores one, sometimes he gets two, right? He's that guy that, you know, he's that peaks and valleys kind of player. When Adam Thielen missed last season, K.J. Osborne was straight fire, straight fire. K.J. Osborne comes in and the team – and beat reporters are talking about how KJ Osborne is more in the most improved player in camp, offensive player in camp right now. I think this dude could overtake Adam Thielen. That sounds crazy. Even if he doesn't, there's a good chance Adam Thielen gets hurt, and KJ Osborne is a smash for you. So I, I'm leaning KJ Osborne here. There's some other guys that you can look at if you're looking more of the volume play. Guys like Marvin Jones and the volume that you expect him to get. Guys like Jamison Crowder, who I don't, I just don't know that I buy the Isaiah McKenzie uh, is the guy uh, thing in in Buffalo. I, I the veteran in Jamison Crowder, I really do truly believe is going to be the guy there in the slot, get most targets, like what Cole Beasley got uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, Manuel Sanders, what we saw him be able to do with some volume, so on and so forth. Other guys to think about here, though, Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver two right now. He's a wide receiver two in Dallas. Um, probably the third option, if we're honest with ourselves, between C.D. Lamb, uh, Dalton Schultz, and maybe even Tony Pollard or Zeke are, are ahead of him in the pecking order. Uh, but that's a guy you can think about here as well because he is going to step into some volume with the fact that Michael Gallup is uh, is going to miss some time at the beginning of the season. Other guys like Wandell Robinson, K.J. Hamler stepping into some volume now with Tim Patrick on. But now now some, you know, I just don't know that I'm I'm there with some of those guys. So I'm going to go, like I said, with KJ Osborne here. Um, I would, I, I will say one exception. Had we not drafted Mike Williams, I might have gone with Joshua Palmer here. Joshua Palmer is clearly the three right now in LA. He looks great. He had some good weeks last last year. We saw the product coming out of Tennessee last season. I had him, people made fun of me for this, but look, I, I get it. You don't ever want to compare anybody to Jamar Chase. But to me, he was kind of like that poor man's Jamar Chase. It's the same style. He doesn't have the speed that Jamar Chase has, but he plays physical. Like that's his style. He He's just, he's a good, good ball player. Uh, and I expect him to come into some serious volume when they decide to move on from Keenan Allen, whether that's next year or the year after based on contract. Uh, but I, I really like Joshua Palmer. But because we have Mike Williams, I really don't want to roll with a triple stack of the L.A. Chargers with Justin Herbert, Joshua Palmer, and Mike Williams. So K.J. Osborne here at the 13-12. And now we're getting into the nitty-gritty. We're reaching. Who are we reaching for? Who's your Who's your favorite person to take with your last pick in the draft? And I'm... I'm changing. I'm changing my mind on the fly here. I shouldn't, but I'm changing it. Cole Komet should not be available in the 14th round. He should not be. This is another guy. This, he's getting more targets than any of these wide receivers on the board right now. But I mean, how do you how do you go against that? I'm <laughs> I'm just smashing him right now before I, I talk myself out of it. So this is a guy who's coming into 100 targets easy. He's on a def, on a team that most likely is going to be down constantly. 
it just makes sense to me to pull a guy like that C plus ain't that crap. Um, but I, I love Cole Komet. I'm so excited for him. And I think he's just going to fall into enough volume that that, that one touchdown number is not going to stick. And if he rolls in a hundred targets, 800 yards, five touchdowns, which is pretty pedestrian numbers. He's still a top 10 tight end for you. And he's going to be producing way better than Julio and Christian Watson, Kendrick Bourne, McCole Hardman, hell, probably even Michael Gallup and Jahan Dotson, Nico Collins kind of deal, right? I love Cole Komet. And with the last pick, I am perfectly fine taking him there. So let's take a look at our team one more time, just to round it out before we get out of here. Justin Herbert at the QB position. Our running backs, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Elijah Mitchell, Kareem Hunt, and Samir White. Our wide receivers, Mike Williams, Gabe Davis, Sky Moore, DJ Shark, Nico Collins, and KJ Osborne. And our tight ends are Zach Ertz and Cole Komet. And look, I actually kind of like this grade. Matthew Fred Friedman hates it. He gave me a D. Andrew Erickson gave us a B minus. We're looking at a consensus C plus, 77 out of 100. I'm okay with that. The 12 spot is not easy to draft in. If you're at the one or the 12, it's a tough spot. And you just, like I said, you got to be willing to take your shots and get your guy. Don't just settle for ADP at 12 uh, or one and just assume that a guy is going to fall to you because there's just too much that could happen there that won't allow it to, to come to fruition. So look, we're done. We got through our mock draft from the 12 position. Hopefully we talked about some stuff that you liked. C plus must be drafted. <laughs> I, I hear you, right? We drafted two lines players uh, that on a team that, you know, you think is going to be down, but there's, those are two pass catchers. So I'm actually probably okay with that. We had a conversation the other day where somebody was talking about, why are we drafting bears players? And I said the same thing. Look, volumes there, the volumes there. Bad offenses still produce decent, productive fantasy players. We're just looking for fantasy. This isn't the real NFL, and I love being able to kind of feast on that kind of stuff, right? People looking at the Bears saying, oh, why are we drafting those guys? Oh, God, why are we drafting the Jacksonville Jaguars, fading Trevor Lawrence and Dynasty Leagues and stuff like that? It just makes for the ripe, easy pickings in trades and things like that. So, Without further ado, I'm going to get out of here. I hope you all enjoyed it. Have a good night. Enjoy your weekend and cheers.